Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Dutchko. The goal of the podcast is to give you the story of ninth grade students here at Emmaus High School and beyond through the people who live it daily, the students and the staff. We will attempt to touch on real issues and stories that ninth grade students face in order to prepare them to know that ninth grade counts. And in today's episode, we have our second part of the EHS Career Month look at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, as in this episode, we talk to the radio announcer, Bob Rotruck. Uh, the Phantoms are a minor league hockey team that's based in Allentown. They play in the AHL, which is one step below the NHL with teams like the Philadelphia Flyers and the New York Rangers. Um and the New Jersey Devils, so some of those teams you may be familiar with. So in addition to his duties on the microphone, uh, Bob coordinates media coverage for the Phantoms on their website, and he does videos for the team's social media accounts as well, too. So Bob is not just the guy that's on the radio. He is all over the place. So basically anything you see that is associated with telling uh, fans about the game, about what's going on with the team and the players, uh, Bob does that. You also may remember Bob from our previous episodes when we had our Lehigh Valley Phantoms players on to promote the EHS uh, Phantoms Night uh, through the class of 2025. Uh, That was Bob who did the interviews with... uh, with the two players. So that was uh, really nice of him to be able to do that. And uh, he returned the favor by coming on the podcast himself to talk about his career as well. So we talk about his journey from being a college radio broadcaster, carrying his own radio equipment on Friday and Saturday nights uh, to being the only broadcaster in the history of the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So he's been with the team. They've moved a couple different times. So he's been with them for quite a while there. Um, He stresses about being versatile in the job and having a lot of different life experiences to go along with, you know, the, the practical experiences of your career and also encourages students to get out there and start doing uh, some of the stuff that he's doing on the radio, uh, you know, calling games and talking to players. So a lot of great insight from a professional uh, radio announcer. Um, If you're interested in other careers with the Phantoms, you can take a listen to our previous episode with Amy Keller, who is the creative director. So we have a a Phantoms double dip here uh, with the podcast. So if you want to listen to her episode or any other episode that we've done, if you just go to, ninthgradeexperience.com that is where we have all the links to our videos our audio so you can go on youtube and like and subscribe as well if you just search ninth grade experience podcast or if you go on to any of your uh, listening for podcasts which is like apple podcast or spotify or google podcast or any of those you can follow us there and uh, you'll get all the episodes right as they come out so We have a little bit more to do in EHS Career Month here. Uh, Next week, we'll have some EHS grads on talking about the business that they've started, uh, in addition to hearing from some students about what they're looking forward to in their first work experience, or if they have jobs currently, what they're doing in those jobs. So uh, focusing, keeping that focus on careers for the month of March, and uh, hopefully you enjoy this episode with Lehigh Valley Phantoms radio announcer, Bob Rotruck. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of the Ninth Grade Experience Podcast. You may recognize the face here if you're watching on YouTube or when the voice, you'll recognize the voice Uh, from our earlier episode is the first one that I didn't host personally, um, but we had a the broadcaster from the Phantoms, Bob Rotruck, was uh, gracious enough to take the time to interview those Phantoms players for us for the episode that we put up to promote the EHS night at the Phantoms. And when I was in contact with him, I said, hey, we do this career thing in March. We'd love to have you back on to talk about your career as a broadcaster. And uh, here we are. So, Bob, thanks a lot for joining us today on the on the show. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I didn't know it was like historic that I was the first ever 
to do an interview for you that, that you didn't do. So I know, you know, I, an honor, right? Yeah, I don't I don't like to give up control of the microphone very easily. So, uh, you know, right. having a guest come on was was a big deal. So it was nice. And, you know, like I said to you before we came on, giving it to a professional broadcaster. Hey, you can't really argue with that. So <laughs> so uh, our guests that we always ask on the show, we always ask them what their ninth grade experience was like. So you don't have to identify the uh, the year if you don't want to. But uh, we always ask the question, A, because that's our podcast, and B, there's usually some seeds of what you have gone on to do in your your adult life um, from that ninth grade year. So I'm asking you to go back in the machine here and uh, pull back some ninth grade memories. And, and what was your ninth grade experience like? That would have been 1985 in Oxford, Ohio, which is where I grew up. And, you know, I was just starting high school. You know, Our school was a ninth grade uh, begin, not not eighth or anything like that. And, uh, you know, I'm 14, you know, about to turn 15 years old. Usually, I mean, I, 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 I was into, there was no radio station or anything or any kind of media like that at my school. And there's no internet, of course, then. So this was me with probably already sort of a lower voice and maybe thinking about radio in some ways. And, and liking sports a lot, but I'm not really sure that I was, I was that set or, or had that much of a seed of, of whether I wanted to be a sportscaster, but I did, I did like sports, sportscasters. And I liked watching sports on TV with Cincinnati Reds baseball games and, and whatnot. Um, was there, there's some other. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, was there a moment in your high school career or in high school that you like that it kind of hit you, or is it was it when you got to college, or like when was it then that you kind of had the 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 itch or kind of the thought that hey, I'm gonna go into broadcasting? Well, I think I did some pretend stuff and and some, you know, with friends and so forth, joking around in high school and maybe when I was younger. Um. But again, I'm not I'm not even really sure exactly when I, I, I don't know uh, when I was a freshman in college. I remember sitting with a friend of mine at at the college hockey game and observing that. And I, I was in broadcast journalism by then. And I just chose that major because I didn't want to go with undecided. Like, I, I really <laughs> didn't know what I and I went to college in my hometown and I didn't really look at colleges. I, I really wasn't that directed. I think is is fair to say. I, I mean, I didn't know. And but I, I remember, you know, I, I was I think I'd gotten it into the student radio station playing music when I was a freshman in college, which is the first time I'd ever stepped up to any microphone or anything. And uh, and the 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 hockey team only broadcast the away games. And they didn't broadcast any home games. And there were no Internet broadcasts. And I remember talking to him thinking, I wonder if they would allow me to broadcast the home games on the student radio station, even if it's broadcasting into a cassette and I'd have to walk it back to the station to play it back because I don't know if we can get a phone line there and all of those things. And I remember that idea that eventually developed into me doing the games, standing on a table at floor level with my head over the glass, probably <laughs> pretty dangerous but that's where it led, you know, a little bit later. But, um, you know, there, there's some other elements of the job 
that I do beyond just the radio, including media relations and some statistics things, that was also related to things I would have been doing in high school and as a freshman. There, there's a, a, it's not complicated stuff, but there's a reasonable amount of math involved. You're supposed to keep track of numbers, add things together and just observe and, and you know, how the, the Phantoms have gone 10 for 50 on the power play in their last 12 games. And that's 20%. That's a pretty good rate. You know, when, when they get to, to a, attack with the other team taking a penalty or observing that one of our players, oh, this is his 500th pro game. If I'm not adding the numbers up regularly, I don't know that he's going to get to 500. You might see these things in a TV sports cast or hear it on a radio sports cast and just sort of think it thinks it happens automatically. But I'm actually the one that has to keep an eye out for that. And I'm always looking and adding numbers. Oh, this is the... 10,000 ever game in the Phantoms history back to the Philadelphia Phantoms, which they were before they eventually came to Lehigh Valley, just all sorts of little things with numbers. And, you know, so I got a calculator by my side <laughs> and also the different things on the website after the game is over and before the game, I'm writing different articles for the website and pretty much anything that you see on the Phantoms hockey website, I'm putting up there. I'm uploading a photo. And then after the game is over, I'm constructing and writing a game story so there's a, a, a little bit of journalism and writing involved. And I always kind of liked writing. And I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm exactly the world's greatest wordsmith in the world. But there was that foundation there. And I, I do actually remember, you know, I wasn't involved in the student newspaper at school. But, you know, I did like a little pretend newspaper when I was a kid, you know, 10 years old or whatever. And that's, you know, not an uncommon thing. So I, I think some of those seeds were there that I liked sports and I thought the idea of working in sports was maybe attractive, but, you know, mostly I was, you know, going to math classes, writing. Uh, I was in the band, I was playing soccer and I was more focused on trying to be a better soccer player, you know, <laughs> the, and, and I, I, I was, I was the, the president and I was the, the top player on our chess team as well. And that was, you know, that, that was a pretty competitive thing for us as well. And, and so I was focused on being a good chess player. That Those are honestly the things that I thought of. I didn't, I don't know if I really thought of being a sportscaster then. And I, I... No, and I think it's a, an important point to note that like not every person that has, you know, that's been through ninth grade has had an amazing ninth grade experience or the one thing that kind of sticks out. And I think it's good for the students to hear that, you know, you had a lot of diverse interests, but you didn't have like this like epiphany in like 10th grade or ninth grade that you knew you were going to be the, you know, the next uh, Vin Scully or the next Marv Albert or the next, you know, trying to think like Al Michaels, people that might, they might recognize like from the Super Bowl and stuff like, and I think it's good to like hear that you had a lot of diversity when you were in school. We encourage students all the time to like be parts of clubs and organizations. And, right. you know, you were soccer and chess club, like two different ends of the, uh, of the social spectrum there in the school. So it's, it's cool to hear that. And, you know, not everyone has like the defining ninth grade story and, and you shared a lot of great stuff there. So no worries about not remembering it exactly the <laughs> way it was, but Hey, it's okay. I, I will tell you that by the time I got to college and I started going into the student radio and especially when I started doing hockey games and then some basketball games, sometimes on my own, sometimes walking the cassette back over there. And now I'm 18 or 19 years old, but now I was really into it and I, I wasn't very good at all, 
and and I needed a lot of practice to try to get better. And the only way you can get better is to just do it. And I mean, I was terrible, but I, I became known to my friends in college. You know, I was Radio Bob. I'm the guy, and that that was my name. And I still have friends on Facebook who call me that. But I was the guy on a Friday night, you know, and a Saturday night in college. I'm going off to do a high uh, or a, a college hockey game or a high school basketball game or something. I'm taking my radio equipment, which is in a, some sort of a suitcase. That's not, you know, that's not exactly what most people have in mind when, you know, you're thinking about Saturday night in college. I'm, uh, that's when the games are. And the, the hockey code, as it were, is to, to wear a suit and tie. And even for student announcers, that's appropriate in a professional setting. So I'm the college student at 19 years old with fairly long hair then, now I don't have any, uh, who's hiking up from my dormitory and walking up campus at Miami of Ohio with my radio gear so you get some strong arms to go do the games. And I had friends, I, I had one friend specifically in college who, was, who said that they were kind of jealous of me because I like I absolutely knew what I wanted to do. I was the most directed person that they knew. and and. You know, so I, I eventually sort of, it came to me at 19 and it doesn't have to for everyone, but definitely not at 15. And that, and now, you know, here I am at 51 and what I find most interesting, and I kind of thought about it when I was interning with a different minor league baseball team and, and at 20 and 21 years old, I thought, you know, I can see myself doing this and enjoying it at 40 and 45 years old, which to me seemed like forever away. And I remember thinking that, and I thought I, you know, because I was worried, like, would this get boring to me? But where I am now with what I do, I feel very fortunate in that I, I think I enjoy it more than I now than I did then, because I, I'm better at it. I know what I'm doing. And back then, it was real. There's some insecurities involved, and you know, it's it's an awkward time in your life too, and, and whatever other issues there are. But I mean, the fact is, I'm. I, I was lousy then and I was aware that I was lousy and now I feel, and I mean, I, you know, I'm listening to my stuff. I'm trying to get better. I don't know if I'm ever going to get better. I have doubts. I hear people that are better than me. And I think, well, I, I don't know if I can ever be that good because I'm, I get all tongue tied and it's, it's hard to do this, but you know, I stayed with it and I got better gra very gradually over like 20, 30 years. And that's that I feel very fortunate and how I enjoy this more now than I did when I was even starting at 20, which I never would have expected at and 20 years. Old. So I'm talking about 20 and not 15, but anyway, uh, I, think cool. it's, I, think it's, I think it's relatable anyway. And I think it's, you know, we're talking this month about finding careers or things that you're passionate about and you might not know right away as a freshman or even while you're in high school about what you're passionate about, but, you know, casting a lot of nets out there, um, you know, you never know what you're going to wind up with as, as that passion or that thing that you're going to go into as a career. Um, we just talked in one of our previous episodes or future episodes with Amy Keller, who is one of your uh, co-workers there with the Phantoms. And the creative, Amy and I are tight. We're, we're tight peeps. In the creative department. And then uh, earlier in the season, I had actually one of my friends from college. I was a uh, journalism major in college, went to the University of Maryland, and uh, I had on Josh Maurer, uh, who was one oh, wow, of my, yeah. Who was one of my uh, roommates or not, floor mates, and um, he was just recently hired, you know, to be uh, one of the Milwaukee Brewers uh, radio people. I, and, um, I saw that, that actually, yes. Yeah, and he was, you know, at the time we interviewed him, he was with the minor league uh, 
uh, Wooster Woosox. Um, and he told the same story and you told the same story and Amy told the same story about how, you know, especially in the sports world, sports center, sports media, that it's all about the grind. And, and I told Amy that, you know, I wasn't prepared to do that. I was a newspaper writer, uh, all this stuff's on nights and weekends. And it's really important to like, when you're pursuing a career or thinking about a career of the lifestyle that you want to live, like Josh told uh, us on the show that he had never really settled anywhere because he had been all over the place. Cause he's, you know, always traveling. You've been with the Phantoms for a while. So I assume you have put some roots down in this general area, but you know, hockey isn't an all year sport. So maybe we'll talk about some other stuff that you may do, but um, you know, being part of of a professional sports organization sounds awesome, but you don't just show up and get handed a job with the Phantoms or with, you know, a major league baseball team, you know, and, and, you know, people that can look and learn a little bit about you have seen, we'll see that you've been all over the place. Like you've been with the Phantoms for a while, but there was a lot of stops between, you know, Miami of Ohio and the Phantoms. So if you can just tell the students or people that are listening, like, Right now you're with the Phantoms, but what did it take to get that far? Like, how did you kind of eventually wind up with the Phantoms? And uh, you don't have to go through your whole like lineage well, of where you were, but like, how did you eventually wind up here? Well, it's it, there's a lot of luck involved too, and uh, you know, to to some of your points, you know, right now I do all of our public relations stuff, our PR and me media relations, really more. Um, before we had two different people that were, we had somebody else and I worked alongside who did all of that. When he, and I, I already had the, the radio job. I was already with this team when they moved to Lehigh Valley. This person to get the media relations job with the Phantoms, the guy that writes stuff and puts out our statistical packets and updates those that I do now. Um, there were 200 candidates for that job. You know, he, had a, he, he was good, but he had a one in 200 chance of being noticed. And it's sort of the same with the broadcaster thing too. If I left the Phantoms, there would easily be at least a hundred candidates lined up outside the door, dying to get the position that I have. So I, it's something I don't take for granted. And it's also something where you have to get a little bit lucky because if you're good at what you do, well, that's great. But there are other people that are good as well. And beyond the luck, there's also attitude and what else you can bring to the table because having a good voice you know at my level here at the you know at the one we're one level away from the major leagues but it still is the minor leagues at my level you're not going to be doing just broadcasting you're going to be doing something else with sales or writing and media relations or uploading photos to the website and other things like that so this is a i'm go, kind of going backwards here uh, I had actually been out of broadcasting for a few years and I sort of thought, I mean, I wasn't dying to get back in. I was fine with the other jobs I was working in, but I, you know, I thought it might be nice, you know, and, and we had just moved to Pittsburgh and I had just found out through a friend of mine that the minor league team in Wheeling, West Virginia had an opening because their other guy had gone had, had moved up had moved up and on. Um, that guy is actually Brendan Burke who, who works for, worked for NBC and now TNT and the New York Islanders. He's on national TV and he's a very good announcer. Uh, but Wheeling had an opening and I, I just sort of said, you know, I don't even have my audio cassettes, which they don't even use anymore. I've been out of it for a while. And I just went in and said, you know, I, I'll, 
I'll do whatever it takes. I'll, I'd love to do a, a tryout in your preseason game, which they allowed me to do. Um, and the season's coming up. You need a guy. And eventually they, they hired me over some other people by coming in and being positive and enthusiastic and being a, a personable guy. At least I like to think I am sometimes. And from Wheeling, the, those owners bought the old Philadelphia Phantoms. That's what the team used to be. They played at the old Spectrum. They were going to destroy the st Spectrum and put up the new sports bar facility and Xfinity Live there. So they bought the Philadelphia Phantoms. They could not move it to Lehigh Valley yet. That's what the, their goal was. They were not able to because they didn't have an arena yet. They were planning on building something downtown, which became PPL Center. So they moved the team. They didn't have a place to play in Philadelphia. They moved the team up to upstate New York, and they eventually brought me along, the guys that used to own this other team in Wheeling, West Virginia. So I go to Adirondack, New York, with the mindset of this opportunity that you have, you know, the seed for the future uh, at this new arena in Allentown. It sounds pretty cool to me. And so here I am. So Wheeling, Nailers, to Adirondack Phantoms, to Lehigh Valley Phantoms has all been with the same ownership. So I've been with those those gentlemen, Rob and Jim Brooks, who own the Phantoms, I've been working for them for 14 years. So it looks like I bounced around from one job to another, and I sort of have, but not really. They eventually sold the Wheeling team to focus solely on, on the Phantoms team, and I've been their radio announcer and PR person, media relations person ever since. So that's sort of the short version of the story. Sorry, I kind of got sidetracked there. That's, that's kind of what I do sometimes. No, and that's okay. And I think it's one of those things too, where, you know, for students to be able to hear like how you get jobs like that and how do you actually break into careers like this? And how do you, you know, about making those connections and, and, you know, you know, especially if you know the owners personally and like minor league sports, you have an opportunity maybe to kind of talk with those people. Whereas like, you know, if you're the announcer for the Flyers, I don't know how often you're talking to the Comcast Spectacore people or whoever owns the Flyers these days, those people. Right. So like being able to build those connections and, and, you know, there are, like you said, there are a lot of people. And when we talked to Josh, he said the same thing. There are a lot of people that are very good at all these different levels. It's about how can you break through? What's the, you know, the relationship like, but I, you know, as you said, what you were saying earlier, it's like you had just settled in Pittsburgh and with at the time settling in Pittsburgh, you're like, Nope, going to West Virginia. And then shortly thereafter, well, I, was, nope. I was living in Pittsburgh and commuting yeah. to West Virginia. I was close. Oh, commu so, okay. So close so, enough. Yeah. That was, that's a misunderstanding. So I had to commute an hour to these games, oh. but I'll tell you something else. Um, I, I've had, Two in oh, I've had multiple interns, but I've had a couple interns recently who got jobs with different teams. One of them went to Cincinnati doing the hockey team there, the Cincinnati Cyclones, which is pretty much my hometown. And the other guy uh, who's from Allentown, he got the job with the Charlotte Checkers, and they're in our division. We play Charlotte all the time. They'll be coming to our place in a couple of weeks, so it's a homecoming for him. And this guy got the job in Charlotte based on other things that he could bring to the table. He, he went, after he interned with me, he went to a couple other very low-level teams, Austin, Minnesota, the spam capital of the world. <laughs> Austin, that's where he was. And, uh, you know, a little arena that's 10 rows high, and he's calling the games there and doing everything there. But before he, you know, he, he was a little older for, as an intern. He interned for me at 29 years old. What he did... Before he, and at 29, he decided, or 28, whatever it was, I wanted to try to do radio. And he went over to the, the 
the people at, at, at now at Fox Sports Radio uh, on, uh, what, what is it, 94.7, and he was just running the dials and wanted, and he was personable and they liked him, so they brought him in, they started letting him do little things. But before that, he was selling cars at Lehigh Valley Honda. And you wouldn't think this, and I, I recently bought a Honda from there with, with a little connection help from him. The sales work that he did at Lehigh Valley Honda, they wanted somebody who could also work with their clients, their corporate people who buy the billboards and, and are treated like VIPs. And he has a very personable way about him, and he's done sales, which in the sports world is gigantic. And so, and I, I couldn't even convince the people at Lehigh Valley Honda of this. And I told them, the reason he got that Charlotte job is from what you guys taught him here. I mean, I taught him some things about being an announcer, and that was important, too. He'd never announced a hockey game in his life. And he's a different story as well, because at 29 years old, he decided on a totally different career path. And now he's in Charlotte, which is a fantastic, wonderful city. And he beat out 100 other candidates from a very low-level team. There were people that were at higher-level teams that probably were more experienced candidates than he was. But he impressed them because of his personality. He's a super likable guy, which I think is very is huge in all aspects, including the business world or the sports world. And because he's done sales and and knew how to do that. So it's... It's little things that you wouldn't even think of. But if you're the best announcer in the world, but you're a jerk to everyone and you don't get along with people in your office, they're going to find a way to get rid of you. And I know a, a couple announcers that were not very flexible. And, and if, they, if somebody said, hey, can I ask a favor of you? Can we think about doing this kind of project where you do a video pregame and, and you would talk? And if you react to that and say, oh, I don't have time for that. I, I'm, this is, I'm too important for that they're going to tell you to move along and let's, let's find somebody who, who work within us and wants to be a team player is, is a common phrase. It's, I, it sounds silly, but it's, it's so true. And I think that's an important part to kind of start wrapping down here is that like, you know, when yeah. you're, these are some pretty important skills, no matter what line of work that you're going to go into. So for a career month thing, I think it's important to keep that in mind where, you know, you have, you know, students that you know at 14 15 16 17 might not know what they want to do but the skills of you know dependability being a good person uh you know showing up for work you know stuff that we take for granted those yeah. are all really important things and you know you never know when those skills are going to come to play in the hiring for the job that you might actually really want, you know, whether it's at 18, 25, 29, however old that the guy is that's doing the announcing now, you just never know when you're going to need to use those skills. So I think these are all really great messages for the students and anyone listening about careers and, you know, chasing the dream of being part of a professional sports organization is more than just, you know, getting the reps in of, you know, announcing for the 10,000 hours or whatever, you know, whatever right. thing yeah, you want to yeah. do. But if, um, if you're outgoing help. and you know how to ask questions as well, that helps. But, you know, introverts can find a niche too. Yeah. But being outgoing, that, that puts you at the front of the line. I mean, it, it just does. And so if you're able to tap into that at least a little bit, and it, it works the same with me now when I, when interns come to me and, and want to work with me, okay, let's, let's see how do we, you know, vibe together here. Do I think that you're getting it? And are you a personality that I, you know, I, that I like and I get along with and that I think 
has a future doing this. You know, that if, so I'm, I'm working with kids that are not that much older than what you're talking about, you know, 20-year-olds that want to come intern with me. Uh, there, there's a little bit of show me what you got. You can't just show up and say, I want to be your intern, and then I'm going to accept you. It doesn't work that way. I want you to be a professional or at least attempt to be and, and really show some interest in what this is about. And I, 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 I took on a, a young lady who I think is 19 or 20 uh, as my intern. I don't know if she's gonna have a future in this or not, but I like her and she wants to try. And she's starting a little bit more from square one, but she puts forth the effort and she wants to try. And so if, if, that's, if you're friendly and nice and you have the, the interest and the effort that, that you're showing, there's a pretty good chance that somebody like me will take a chance on you and and give you a shot. And it's funny, I was just going to ask as my last question to you, what would you recommend for kids at the high school level to do? And I think you just answered the question without me answering asking the question of, you know, just being a good person, working on those skills, showing the initiative, like getting yourself out there and just kind of, like you said, proving proving to people that you're willing to do the work that it takes to get to the level. So is there anything else that you didn't just say that you would like to add in like as a high school well, for high school students or any, any well, student, high, school, really? if high school students that want to be broadcasters, you know, you can start now and the opportunity is there. The internet is out there. You can go and, and ask if, you know, if you can, if I don't, I don't know what kind of, construct uh Amaya's has for, for student radio and student tv but there you can go and call your own games you can ask people and say hey can i call games to practice or put it on the internet most people will say yes and you can be and, and there are 15 year olds that are doing this and i know other you know and I, I get some emails sometimes from college students who want me to listen to what they have and tell me what they think you know i'm a professional announcer hey i'm trying to be what you are now and they put together their own network of doing high school games at 15 years old. And I'm kind of looking at that going, wow, I wish I had done that when I was 15. But you're you're allowed to start now and get going. And I and my other intern, I think he kind of did that at 16, 17. I don't know exactly when he started, but it's it's possible. It's there for the taking. If this this is something that kind of sounds interesting or exciting or fun to you, I, to me, it is. It's fun. I mean, there's work involved, but, you know, I get to go up there and, you know, talk on a microphone for three hours and do my thing on the hockey games. That, that's my thing. And I, and I still love it. So if that is something that you think you could potentially be passionate about, go for it and play around with it a little bit, even now. And as great advice. And, you know, we do have a few students that are doing stuff like that and, you know, awesome. getting, getting involved and making sure that, you know, you can control it. I, I was, when I was talking to Amy, um, I mentioned that like when I went into journalism, I graduated in 2003. At that point, it was still like you had to wait for the old guy at the newspaper to retire or right. not be there anymore, where now you can make a name for yourself before you even leave high school, like, you know, through, you know, social media, blogging, all the other stuff. So there's so many more opportunities for students to get onto the internet. And it doesn't mean that it's all good because there's going to be definitely things that you'll look back on and be like, Ooh, I was not the best announcer and not at that level. So uh, we appreciate well, your time. Don't, don't wait to be invited. I mean, if yeah. you want something, go out there and take it because nobody's going to just telepathically read your mind and think, Oh, this might, this person might be a great radio announcer and I'm going to ask him to do that. You've got to decide and you've got to step up and, and start doing some things. 
and that, again, great advice. And, you know, you don't get to reach the, the levels that you are just by hoping that people will find you. So, uh, Bob, thanks so much for taking some time out to join us here. So if you were ever, you know, on the internet and you're looking at the LV Phantoms, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms website, you can think all oh, Bob wrote a lot of this stuff there. You know, he definitely does the reports on Twitter, like before the game and then after the game and all sorts of stuff like that. So he is always around, um, you know, especially with the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. So we appreciate your time here and, uh, thanks a lot for given a lot of great information to uh, not just future broadcasters but anyone great uh, life and work experience so thanks a lot well great thank you Chris I'm not used to being interviewed I'm used to giving the interviews you do a good good job thank you <laughs>